Welcome in, everyone, to Small Talk with Sims, presented to you by the Hitstick Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host for the evening, Chris Sims, and I am joined by, well, no one, because this is Small Talk with Sims. Um, for anybody that is curious or concerned, do not fret. Ryan Long and Michael Seta are still a part of the Hitstick crew. I'm just coming in here during the offseason to help get everyone prepared. We are brainstorming up a lot of fun and new exciting ideas to present to the world and help you win your fantasy football championships. That's the main goal here for everyone here. So, but uh, we will be presenting some off-season stuff coming up here soon. We have some meetings up and set up in place and we're going to get some game plans going. But in the meantime, let's uh, take a step back here and really dive into one of my favorite things of all, and that would be trades. get some music going here so yeah so over the next few months i'm gonna be uh joining you guys here with a few of these small segments just to kind of you know dive into some things just for the people that really just cannot get enough fantasy football and just live breathe and sleep fantasy football all year long you know i mean anybody that's listening to a podcast about fantasy football in march is very obviously committed so but today i want to break down my favorite thing to do in fantasy football. It is absolutely not a secret at all. You can ask any one of my league mates that the way I make my money in fantasy football is through the art of trades. And trading, it's it's a fun it's a fun thing to do. It, it, it can be dangerous. You gotta you gotta know how to keep yourself in check. You gotta know how to manage your way. But with the fact, the bottom line is, if you're not trading, you're not trying in fantasy football. 90% of the time, I do not see teams that stay stagnant and do not trade at all winning championships in my leagues. It just doesn't happen. you got teams that are out there that are making moves, that are trading guys, picking up players off the waiver wire, using them as trade bait. There's all sorts of ways to better your team through the art of trade. And tonight, I'm going to dive into some of my favorite tips that help me become very good at managing through my season with trades and waiver wire and other tactics to just kind of really gear my team up for that championship run and make that push for that title. So, I mean, I can give you countless examples of how I've just built my teams through trades and just kind of use that to create a powerhouse that is just unstoppable that can just get you where you need to be in that title game. So, but let's dive right in here. Let's get into some of these tips. Let's tell you guys the goods here. So, we got a lot of fun fantasy football free agency happening here. We got a lot of news dropping with that. If I see anything on my phone, I will definitely let you guys know. Corey Davis is a Jet now. That's kind of crazy, right? So, I mean, Russell Wilson might be a Jet now soon. We'll see how that goes. But anyway, back to the trades. My number one first tip, and this is similar to what I got into on the tips episode back on the first episode that ever aired of the Hitstick Fantasy Football Podcast, and that is to know your league mates. It's very important. Look, the point of this is to have fun. Yeah, you want to win. Everybody wants to win. We know that. But the point of fantasy football is to have fun. And the best way to do that is to really take the time to get to know your league mates and your friends that you're playing with. You know, odds are that these are people that you know and that you're close with. And if you're not close with them, take the time to get close with them. Because, you know, you guys all share one common love, and that's that's football. Everybody that plays fantasy football is an addict for football. You'll love football. So, but take the time, get to know these people, learn what they value, what they overvalue, who is name guy, who's going to pay for Rob Gronkowski when he signs with 
you know, the Buccaneers. Granted, that did kind of work out, but, you know, people were hyping him up insanely when that happened. You know, find out who's bad at evaluating running backs. Find that guy in your league. And when he has a running back of value, you go after that running back. Same thing with other positions. Certain people value positions differently. They value certain players differently. You want to talk to your league mates and get to know what these what your mates value and what they don't. And that way it's just, it makes it more fun. You're having steady conversation about football on a regular basis, which is something you enjoy talking about, hopefully. And you're improving your team in the process. So take the time, get to know your league mates and learn how to use that to your advantage to win trades against them, because that's the best bragging rights ever. The next tip here to jump into, this is my favorite tip. This is the most important tip in my opinion. And that is to don't low ball. Do not send your league mates those garbage bullshit offers. We all have that guy that you look down at your phone and you see the trade offer has been submitted and you look and boom, this dude wants to give you Roby Anderson and Zach Moss for Tyreek Hill. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not doing that trade. Why would I do that? All you're really doing when you submit that terrible trade offer is raising the price tag on the player that you actually want. You're not going to get anywhere submitting that lowball bullshit offer to your owner, to your opponent, thinking that he's going to accept it and you're going to cash in. It's just not going to work. You're going to get a bad reputation. Everyone's going to label you as the asshole of the league that submits bad trade offers, and nobody's going to want to trade with you. And they're going to overanalyze everything that you send, and you're not going to be able to get away with anything or do anything to better your team. You have to look at your opponent's team and really put in the time to think, how is this trade going to metaphorically help their team. It doesn't even actually have to help their team. You have to present it like it's going to, though. No owner in a fantasy football league is going to make a move that is bad for their team on purpose. So that's why you look at their team and you talk to them and you find out who they like on your team. You know, I like to send, I like to open it up via phone call or text. Obviously, I'm in leagues with a lot of my friends, but, you know, I'll sit there, I'll, I'll, I'll hit them up, I'll say, hey, I'm interested in Tyreek Hill. Take a look at my team and tell me all the guys you like on my team. And then let them tell you who they like. And the players that they put in there, you know that's who they're interested in. So you kind of work out something with that, you know. Maybe, yeah, I looked at your team and I like you got uh, David Montgomery and you got um, Terry McLaurin. And then I'm like, all right, so I know that this guy likes Montgomery. He likes McLaurin. Am I willing to package deal? those two and do the good old fashioned two for one to bring myself home. The big hitter in Tyreek Hill. There's a, a million ways to go about it, but just don't be the guy that low balls. It just, it's not fun. It doesn't get you anywhere and it's going to make things harder for you to actually get the deal you want done. So, but let's dive into the two for one because the two for one's a fun thing. In my opinion, it's, it, it goes both ways. You have to look at your team when you're doing the two for one. The two for one is when you take two players on your team and you try to go get, the big hitter. You take two lower players and you try to get a better player at that position. And it goes both ways. It can help you either way. You can either take two of your team and bring home a really, really good player, or you can take a really, really good player and try to bring home two players that are slightly below them for debt purposes. I like to utilize this to get the best player in the trade. That's how, in my opinion, you better your starting lineup. You solidify a powerhouse team. But there are some scenarios, if you're struggling with injury, that you can look to utilize 
the reverse version of that with the one for two where you trade a guy like Nick Chubb in exchange for two smaller end players that could solidify your depth, which would be like, you know, David Montgomery and I don't know, whoever you want to put in there that's a little bit lower than Nick Chubb. You can utilize this, though, with the one for two to your advantage when you can find a player that is being undervalued. That is how you hit when you reverse it. More often than not, I don't recommend doing the one for two. I like to do the two for one where I'm bringing home the big hitter. But if you have, you know, if it's last year and it's like halfway through the year and you see Justin Jefferson who's about to explode and you can do that, essentially, you know, you're bringing home a player that's just as valuable as the one you're giving away with a freebie mixed in there, if that makes sense. So if it doesn't, just message me on Twitter. I'll explain it to you. But anyway, moving forward here, the next thing I want to talk about moving forward on that is the sell high and buy low. You want to analyze the entire season, and this is, you know, this is a given, but, you know, you treat fantasy football similar to the way you treat the stock market. And I like to look at players that are not on my team's upcoming schedule, you know, like, and sometimes you have to understand that you're going to get burned on this from time to time. It's going to happen. That's, that's, we're going to veer into another section here when I say you win some and you lose some, but, you know, look at the player's upcoming schedule and maybe like David Montgomery is a perfect example from last year where he over the first half of the year was very underwhelming and was not performing at a very high level, but he had such a great schedule coming up that it was an easy buy. You just, you knew that you'd be able to, I mean, it was just nothing but bottom six run defenses. People that traded low or bought David Montgomery on the low last year, right after their bye week, probably made a championship run. So, you want to look at these players' upcoming schedules, and you want to try to make your moves accordingly off that. And if you see somebody has four great games in a row, you know, let's say it's middle of the season, and they're like, it's like, you know, it's like week five, and you see like somebody's got Jerry Judy has just a line of phenomenal matchups, but he hasn't done anything to start the year. He's like the RB, th- or he's like the wide receiver 39 or something right now in the year. Buy Jerry Judy on the cheap. Let him go nuts for these four games. And then when he's at his peak value, you flip him. You get rid of him for somebody that's solidified. Because people will overpay for the hype. That's the other thing you got to do. Learn how to ride the waves with the hype. The hype train's a powerful thing. You see, I mean, I see, I can give you countless examples. In the beginning of the year, there is always a wide receiver that pops off right off the rip. And if you sell them at like week five or week six, it was a good move for you. Calvin Ridley, he was kind of the outlier with that last year, but there's always going to be outliers. Which brings me to another section of my tips here, and that's to tier your players. You definitely want to have tiers set up of where players are. Maybe you're really, really interested in bringing home Stefan Diggs, because I am. Why wouldn't you be? Don't be hell-bent on landing Diggs. You need to have players that are similar into his tier to go after. The point is you're looking for a high-end wide receiver one, and you need to clarify what that means to you. So, like, when I think Diggs, I'm thinking Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, if Russell Wilson's still in Seattle, DK Metcalf, maybe Michael Thomas. You don't know. Depending on, you know, that's kind of the curveball. DeAndre Hopkins, Justin Jefferson eventually is going to step into that tier, possibly this year. You know, these are players, so then at this point, you're like, I want a player in this tier. And that gives you more, 
variety of owners to speak to. And that way you're not, you're not pigeonholed into talking to one owner. And if he's being stingy and not willing to budge on trading you digs, you can, you know, you're not forced to overpay. You can go to other owners and sit there and talk. You know, I, I you know, I tried to get digs. I didn't quite as able to get digs. Let me try to get Hopkins. So that's another thing that I like to do. I like to tier my players. And when I'm looking for a certain position, I mean, yeah, you want the guy you want. I get it. Everyone has their guy. But if you can't get your guy, at least you can go talk and try to get something in the same tier as that. So moving forward to my next tip on trades, you win some, you lose some. That's just a fact. That's how it goes in fantasy football, period. You're not going to win every trade that you make. It's just not physically possible for you to do it. So you have to take your hits with your victories. Obviously, you want to win all your trades, but it's just something you don't let. Don't let losing a trade steer you away from trading. If you're not trading, you're not trying. I'll say that again. And, you know, like a perfect example, I was talking to one of my league mates the other day and he was like, I don't do blockbusters anymore because I did a blockbuster this season and look what happened. It completely screwed over my team. And I'm just like, that's a terrible mindset to have. Why would you, why would you do that? Like, well, you're going to limit because you sit there and you got burned one time. Like the great Paul Rudd said in forgetting Sarah Marshall, if you go surfing and you get bit by a shark, are you going to let that from go stop you from going surfing ever again? And the answer is probably yes, but you know. This is a little different. We're not talking about sharks, unless we're talking about DJ Shark. But anyway, yeah, back to my point. If you get burned on a trade, get back on that trade bicycle and keep riding. Because the more you trade, the better you get at it, the better you get at negotiating, the better you get at landing players to really benefit your team. So I would say always keep trading. So moving forward here, you got to put limitations on yourself. Some of us have problems. That's me. I, 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 have, I have a trade problem. I trade way too much. I'm always thinking about trades. I literally call a league mate almost every day to talk trades, especially now that Dynasty football is in my life. You don't want to overdo it. I can tell you that from personal experience. Um, it's just not going to help you. Well, you, know, you always think there's always one more move you can make to make your team over the top, but sometimes you got to sit back and think, you know, I just made – six trades in the last two weeks. Maybe I need to calm down and see what's going on here. So limit yourself. Just stop yourself from overdoing it because this is a problem that I have. Um, The other thing I like to do is, especially with redraft leagues, wait a couple weeks to start making trades. Week one and week two, you really don't know the, the settings of the league yet for that year. You don't, you know, there's just, it's, it's too fresh. Like, when you buy Sammy Watkins after week one and he drops 50 points, it's just not, it, it, you don't have a realistic perspective on what that player actually is going to look like for that year. So for me, I always try to wait at least two weeks and week three is when I start really diving into the trades and really sending out my offers and trying to get, now, obviously if you're in dynasty leagues, this is a little bit different uh, cause you do trade during the off season but that, that's more of a redraft tip for all that. But, you know, but I love talking trades. Uh, you can always follow us at Hitstick Fantasy on Twitter. Hitstick Fantasy is our Facebook tag as well. We're also at Hitstick Fantasy on Instagram. Uh, we can be reached at any of those sites. If you messaged uh, one of the accounts about a trade question, odds are I'm going to be the one that is going to be answering that question for you. Um so, but feel free to send us any messages you want. If you want to message me directly on Twitter, I'm at that Sims Kid 15. It's T H T S I M S, like the video game, K I D 15. 
and that's on Twitter. I will happily talk trades with you. I want to do more little, little just, you know, basically little short podcast episodes here where we dive into things. I'm going to be diving into things like trades, you know, dynasty buys, dynasty sells, a little more of the dynasty realm, maybe, you know, do some player profiles, get into all sorts of things just to kind of get everyone ready for this year in fantasy football. Uh, I clearly have a fantasy football problem and I just love talking about fantasy football. Hence why I'm doing a podcast right now in my home by myself. But so, but yeah, I'm trying to do and You know, if you want to talk a trade with me, I mean, I am more than open to uh, discussing any trade questions you may have. We can maybe have a phone conversation, you know, whatever you want to do. Uh, just the point is we are here to help you make the best of your team and win your leagues. So with all that being said, this is going to put a wrap here on the first segment of small talk with Sims. Uh, this is going to be short segments here. And like I said, stay tuned, stay posted. We are pr- getting ready to roll out the new year and new segments, new fun things. We're going to have uh, different podcasts coming up here. We got me, me, Seth and Ryan are meeting up here sometime this week to uh, discuss the future of the podcast and kind of get back into everything and get back to talking to you guys and doing what we love to do. And that's just, you know, talk fantasy football. So, but um, like I said, hit us up on socials. And other than that, have a great night.